Welcome to In the Eyes Of. Today we are joined by Angie Maldonado. Angie is a political scientist, feminist, and in this episode we will talk about militarization in Mexico, feminism, and how the war against drugs is directly tied to feminicides in Mexico. I hope you enjoy this episode. Angie, welcome to In the Eyes Of. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you study, how old are you, and basically why I decided to invite you to the podcast? Hello, hello. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here with you. I am really excited because I really like to to have the opportunity to speak with the work about with the world about this topic. I, and I have to confess that I have I haven't been practicing English for a while, so sorry in advance. But okay, so about me, I'm Angelica Maldonado. I'm currently living in Monterrey at the at the north of Mexico and I am an activist for the end of the war against narco or, or the war against organized crime. No, this this war that started around 2010 in Mexico and I political scientist. I studied political science and now I'm I have been for the last year trying to start a political career. I, I say it like a, I am a feminist occupying politics. Well, that's all for, for now. So I'm really happy to be sharing with you now. And well, in the Spanish episode, we were talking about how you started to get into politics because politics, as many people, well, not many people, but politics in Mexico for women is a complicated thing. Often I wanted to, well, in the past I wanted to pursue it and I was, I always came across people telling me, you're going to get killed, not only because you're vocal about issues, but because you're a woman. So Angie, how did you decide to get into politics knowing that this country has a high rate of feminicides and has like these hate crimes against women? Yes, that's, that's a super sad reality in Mexico for, for us. But I, I decided maybe before all that reflection, I mean, I, I, I have, my father is, is a militar and when, the, when this war started, I started a reflection or a, a, a political reflection, a, a political process about the importance of me advocating or, or uh, vocalizing about this, about this, this topic. And besides, I heard about the case of two students at Tech de Monterrey that were murdered by the army. And I understood with that case that it was, it was a reality of the, that, that this was a reality for, for young people and for women that we need to to publicity i don't know i don't know how to say to visibilizar to make it seen to not make it like an invisible issue anymore yes so i decided to to do it and i think it's really really powerful to do it as a, a daughter of a militar and i think that if we if we started to inform about this war and how it's related to the femicides or feminicides you know, or the of the murder of women of women then we will all be we understood that why it's so important to end this war no definitely because i think 
it is not widely known, even among the Mexican population, you know, about the Mexican women, how the organized crime or drug war going on in Mexico, as probably everyone around the world knows about, how it relates to the murder of women. So Angie, can you explain to us how this organized crime, this narco wars fighting directly affects women in Mexico, even though people don't know about it? Yes, I, I want to share some data with you. For example, in 2015, we have that 97,000 women suffer violence, emotional, physical, sexual violence from the army. And this includes uh, what we call Marines and militars, soldiers, right? And in 2016, 40% of women that were, uh, how do you say, detenidas or that were... Um, detained or held in custody? Yes, detained by Marines, report that they were raped by them, for them. No? And in 2018, the femicides, uh, rates w the femicides rate was the more high in history, well, at least since 1985. So our reality is that the exponential uh, in increase, increase in the femicide rate in Mexico is totally related with the narcos war. So we need to stop this war if we really want to end the, the femicides in Mexico. And well, we were talking about that a possible way to do this is the importance of demilitarization, which basically means taking out the military, the army and the marines of the streets as opposed, like, that's what the government is doing right now, like, giving them more power to control everything. So can you explain a little bit about that? Because that's, like, not my topic at all. Yes, we need to start this process, but it's quite complex at this moment because we, we have, like, a lot of problems now and then a lot of violence now in Mexico due to this war. So experts have been saying that it's a process of around 20 years and we have not and we we are not uh doing or we have not started this this process so we need to start as soon as possible the process of the militarization because it's a long long process but also we need to understand that it, that we have a lot of things to do before uh returning the army to their base camps no? or to their to their yes so first we need to start a conversation a national conversation about the regulation of certain substances for example marijuana but more drugs not just marijuana and also we need to start to improve the formation of our policemen and nowadays we don't have a we don't have a police system prepare for work in peace with the citizens and for really uh, be prepared for this reality in, in a few words. And for the other, we also need to start to reflect about our system, justice system. We, we have our, yeah, we have our jails full with a lot of people related to this work, but we also have a lot of, um, 
we have a lot of topics to attend and we need to, to reflect if we really want uh, jails as full as we have now or we prefer instead of the peace and uh, as something that makes more sense for our reality. So in, in resume, we need a public discussion about the peace in this country and we need to uh, start to prepare for the peace and not for continue as this government, this federal, this current federal government is doing, our current president, instead of start the this process of returning army to their base camps, they, he's like giving them more power. Now they are the ones that uh, have control of the migration politic. Then now they are the ones that the ones that are doing all about all related to COVID and and about the frontier. So we need we need to um, really to end with this empowerment of the military and the marines. And instead of that, we need to uh, start a process of a civil and local security and not a federal and military security. And while we were talking about the importance of making this problem visible, you know, like to make it seen by everyone, to use more, to focus more publicity on it. So why do you think it is that people, the general population, not worldwide, but also in Mexico, don't know about this problem? I think in general, there is not enough uh, accessible information of this of this reality of this war and also we we have we, we are we have fear we really have fear because it's super normal to feel that you know in a war or with a lot of uh, violence in the country but also there are very important interests economic interests or a very few people but a strong interest right so we need to to understand that the normal is to be to, to be afraid to be to not pay attention to this topic and also to like to not connect the femicides with the war right but also we need to understand that if if we don't work on this on this paradigm of, of to end this paradigm of the war then we won't never start the pacification of this country. Also, we have to say that there are international interests on this war. For example, for the United States, it's super lucrative, this war. For example, they have a really important army industry. No, uh, how do you say? Arms. arms industry. Yeah, they have a really important arms industry. And we are like we are super important for them to continue it is super important for them to, for us to, for mexico to continue with this war and also there have been some papers that demonstrate that the the war is related with for example the shale gas so we really need to to see with our with assume this war and, and understand which economic interests are behind this war to understand why we are not aware of this reality and this connection of the war with femicides. Exactly, because as you were saying in the Spanish episode, you know, 
the United States is saying like we should build this wall, you know, like because drugs, a lot of drugs are coming in from Mexico. But then the United States is also working towards the legalization of drugs while we are having a war against drugs. So it's like, okay, why would they even build this wall or make these policies against Mexicans or Latinos when you're actually doing policies that reinforce that you do want these alleged drugs, you know? Yes, the international tendency is to legalize drugs and to uh, empower policemen and to uh, discuss about peace and not about war. So we need as as country as a country we need to start to think about what Mexicans need and know what other countries think that we need. So it is really important for Mexico to have this reflection and this public conversation because the war it's not good for us. It's good for international interests only and for economic interests for a few really few people. So it has no sense at all. But even though we continue with this with this strategy that it's that brings nothing but violence. And while we were talking about all of this transformative change that is happening in Mexico and how it is women like you bringing these issues or these problems into the table to discuss them publicly. And that's what's actually starting a process of more peace or more important issues that are not only in the interests of women, but also in the interests of the general population in Mexico. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the role of women right now in the country, especially poli politically. Totally. I, I uh, mentioned in the Spanish version of this podcast uh, this, the, um, the last text of Marta Tagle, okay. yeah, Marta Tagle, who is a um, federal deputy in Mexico, and she's feminist. And she said that feminists are the transformative energy of this country, right? So I, I agree. I totally agree. I I think it's totally natural that women are the are the or we are the ones that are protagonizing the discussion of the peace, because we didn't start this war. The men started this war without consulting nobody no and especially women and we are the ones that are suffering in a very specific way this war and we of course we are the ones that are saying no we are not we, we don't want to continue with this war it's totally it makes no sense at all but in historically women have been the boss the voice of peace because historically men are the ones that start wars and now for me it makes totally sense that women are the ones that are saying we have to stop to this work and we don't want to continue with this work and it has no sense and also i think that young people are the ones that need to also be protagonized of this um this discussion for the peace because narco army in general the narco and the army have been recruiting young people for for being the ones that go to the war so we, we say in spanish la carne de cañón right so it's like 
the people that is just used to be the ones that go and give their lives for a world that has no sense at all. So we have to continue to be the ones, young people and women, the ones that protagonize this uh, discussion for peace and the ending of the war. No, and exactly, it's like you mentioned earlier in this episode, like it's 97,000 women that are being affected directly by the military or the army that are being raped, abused, whether emotional or sexually. And when you think about this number, it's almost 100,000 women. It's not a small number. It's actually a very big number that if only because it's not very public either. Not many people know about this, so it, it makes you wonder what if people actually knew then they would probably be more in favor of the demilitarization of the Mexican military. Totally. I, I, I agree because we really we really ignore all this information and I want to, to invite people to read. Well, I think there's only a Spanish version of these documents, but we have a really important organization, no governmental organization here in Mexico named Intersecta. And this uh, where you can find really, really good reports about this war and how it's related to femicides and all this violence that we, ha we have been living for the last decade in Mexico. And uh, well, I think it's super important that we continue reading and we continue reflecting about this. And well, Angie, to leave apart this, all of this work that you do, I want to ask you, Who is Angie Maldonado, you know, like, who are you as a person? What are your passions and what do you seek or aspire in the future? Since the last year, I decided that I want to be part of this uh, national conversation and I want to to have a, a curul, I don't know how to, a seat. I want to have a seat in the Federal Congress. Uh, specifically to be part of this process of the militarization of, 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 or the ending of this war. So this is like in my professional uh, life, this is the, my recent aspiration. And after that, that's all. I mean, I don't want to, to be a politic that I don't want to, to grow in this in this. Um, how to say like behind this area in this field not at all i just want to be part of the ending and then i want to to go to the rural area of mexico and live in peace but now i can't live in peace in the rural area because um it was one of the more affected areas for the war it's super insecure there because there is where the narcos have the control of the territories so For me now, it's about like my last hope in this country. And I said like, okay, I want to be part of this. I want to serve in that way. And then I want to retire <laughs> and be happy in the rural area. And I don't know, like be, I mean, for example, be able to be in touch with my own food, you know, like to something that is super, even inimaginable in the in the in the city like you, you we don't have any idea of where is from where is our food for example no so i really want to have this kind of of life but i don't i don't see conditions for that so i i want to work for that and i think 
one of the most important things and origin things we have to do in Mexico is to end this war and then that all other problems will start to solve but not with this war active. And I agree. I agree so much and I love that that's your vision because as you said there are no conditions right now so that we could probably live in rural areas peacefully and for us to grow our own food. However, like you said, your vision is to create the safe spaces for that to happen. You know, to end the organized crime war, to end the crime on war, on drugs, so we can actually live as a peaceful society, as it should be. So, Angie, to end the episode, I want to ask you if there's anything else you want to mention to emphasize on. Well, no, I think I would say that invite them to, to read more about this, to connect this war with with the exponential increase on the rate of femicides in Mexico and to understand that both topics are the same topics, in fact. Well, Angie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time for being on this episode, both the English and the Spanish version. And I also want to thank you so much for the incredible work you're doing because there's not many women in politics right now in Mexico and I, and I think we need more. We need more women like you who are willing to step up and work towards our society. Okay, so also about the, the women in politics, I, I also would like to invite them to search auna.org, auna.org, uh, which is a auna.org, sorry, <laughs> uh, that is a, a platform of women in politics that want to uh, defend uh, this discourse about the ending of the war, but also a feminist agenda and a environmental agenda. So I think it's really important to support this kind of, of people, of this kind of women in politics. So I, I am part of this platform. So I, I would like you to invite to know us and to to support us actually yeah support us like to see our stories to understand our our agenda and to well support us in the way you want to right no and i would definitely encourage everyone to do so because it's really interesting not only the agenda that you guys have but also the women behind it and the women that are speaking in it it's truly inspiring i think all of the women that i've seen in auna are Just incredible. So Angie, again, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for everything that you're doing. And thank you, Hero, and congrats for this space.